Here we go! Hey guys, what's up? Oh my gosh, Pete, how are you? I'm good. That was a, a wild ride. Yeah, it was good. The very first episode <laughs> of the Vorloff Hour, brought guys, to you by the Iowa Brewers Guild. Can I just say that we knocked it out of the park? <clears throat> I, I just want to um, say that. I, I think it's a good first episode. I'm excited to see where this show goes, guys, because I feel like we fired it up with Petey and, and Elliot up here at Alluvial. Uh, we started it off pretty good um, with, with these gentlemen, and they have a lot to say, and they have an, an amazing facility up here. Beautiful. Um, and, and, and absolutely stunning beers. But uh, let's let's just take it back for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex Lovinggood, the brewer over at Barntown Brewing Company, joined with me as always by... James Heckathorn. I'm the I'm the brewer at uh, Court Avenue. Yeah, yeah. We call him no, Brewer Jim. the head brewer. We call him Brewer Jim. You can call me that. That's fine. <clears throat> Brewer Jim. Brewer Jim. And I'm Pete Holmgren. I, uh, I'm at Lua Brewing. Uh, if you want to know what I do, just come yeah. ask me sometime, because uh, I'm never sure. <laughs> and he's always there 24-7. 24-7, yep. If you ask my girlfriend, I'm not, I'm not there enough. <clears throat> um, and, but do not ask about the tostadas, because he will not be there for that. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, a sore subject right now. <laughs> uh, but guys, welcome to the Vorloff Hour and Iowa Brewers Guild podcast. Uh, we focus, guys, on the promotion and continual growth of Iowa beer through conversations with owners, brewers, and beer industry experts and workers. We'll deep dive into what makes the Iowa beer industry great, guys, what makes it rad, and what makes it excellent. Garth? <laughs> right? Hey. That's what we do here. <clears throat> but anyway, what's up, guys? What have you guys been up to the last few weeks? I mean, I know it's COVID, so we're kind of all stagnant, but... Uh, yeah. Anything new going on down at uh, Lua right now? Uh, we are reopening in about a month. So we are just awesome. ramping up. Uh, Zach brewed a bunch of beer. That hopefully be ready by uh, the <coughs> time we reopen. Can I tell the people how good that new double IPA is? Yeah, got a new double IPA dropping this week. Delicious. It's supposed to be this weekend, but our uh, label oh, got delayed. Ugh. And I have to imagine just with the art that you guys have been pumping out on your labels recently, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we uh, we lucked out. It should out, be a shirt. Lucked out with a uh, Zach, the head brewer at Lua, his roommate from college does all of our art. Oh, cans. that's very cool. Shout out to uh, Zach's uh, college roommate, Beston yeah. Bennett, up in Milwaukee. Hmm, I love Milwaukee. Yeah, it's a great city. Great city. We talked about it off air earlier. How great Milwaukee yeah, is. Yeah, they have some of the best <clears throat> beer. I, I I find that false. Iowa has some of the best beer in the nation. Yeah, James. I meant Mil- Come on, man. Mil- Milwaukee's oh. best. <laughs> it, it was a pun. Hey, uh, Iowa has the best beer. Do you guys mind if I share a beer with you guys? Yeah, what do you got? Well, we got a, uh, a, a such a much India Pale Ale from Kelowna Brewing Company here. Uh, they just I so happen to be the sponsors of today's episode. Uh, and this is a 7.1% ABV, a balanced, bright, feel-good IPA brewed with five malts, Nugget, Crystal, Chinook, Cascade, Centennial, and Citra Hops. Oh, all uh, C's. Yeah, all the C hops, and it's one of, uh, oh, except for Nugget there, but I'm, I'm sure the Nugget was put just in the bittering. Oh, the, um, the C silent on a Nugget. Oh, yeah, it's yes. C-N-U-G-G-E-T. Yeah, that's yeah. right, the classic C hop crystal. Yep. <laughs> uh, what a Kelowna's uh, classics, but if uh, let's go ahead and give the, give this one a crack. And let's do it. <laughs> that just sounds so good. Dang. Oof. I, we're going to start looping that sound in for everything. Oh, my God. Can we just use that for every single Look transition? At the, yeah. <laughs> 
I want that to like. Every time I open a door, I want that sound to be made. Right. That was that. Oh wow. Oh wow. So this beer, they started brewing this beer back in uh, 2013, guys, and it remains a in-house favorite and on the shelves. Um, and the name comes from a Paul Sieber song, which Paul actually gave them permission to use. Whoa. You can find the song She's Such a Much oh, if you want to. Nice. Spotify. Oh, that's fun. Good aroma. Oh, yeah, this is a traditional IPA. Nice, ice, nice crystal ice. malts in there. Yeah, mm. nice off-white head too. Like it, it really stays. Yeah, the 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 almost orange, uh, nearly see-through. I, I, mm. I wouldn't put it as a West Coast. Uh, uh, you think more English whatsoever? Or? I would maybe put it towards more of an English or just kind of a an American IPA, where the bitterness is not overpowering, but it's there. But that 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 hot flavor from <clears throat> that's delicious. That Cascade and that Centennial. Yeah, that bright lemon. Uh, citrus flavor with the citra mm-hmm. in there is just really pleasant. So just a small amount of dankness in there too. It's very chuggable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I could definitely chug this beer. Could we so. call it crushable? I don't like the word crushable, but we talk about it in this episode a few times. I feel like crushable was a word that was very popular in the the 2012 to 2014 range of craft beer mm-hmm. in Illinois or in, 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 in America mm-hmm. rather, and uh, I think it's a little overused. But I mean. Call it what you want. We're all independent human beings. So. I could drink a lot of it. Yes. That's good. I could crush this beer. Yeah. Yeah. Even at 7.1%, it doesn't come off with that. That slight Mm-mm. sweetness uh, from the maltiness kind of gives that some of uh, that, that, that alcohol feel to it. But a really, really tasty beer. Thank you so much for Kelowna. It for works it. very well. And I just want to, again, and I know I talk about it in the episode, shout out again their food. It yeah. is delicious. They have it some uh, so chicken over there by chance or... I'm not sure. That was a joke, but also a, a real question. Oh, I was going to say, I, when I was there, I had pasta, and it was fantastic. <clears throat> so definitely, when you make the trip, because I know you will yeah, make the trip to Kelowna. Southeast Iowa. No, that's. I would say that's just central eastern Iowa, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not quite Keokuk, um, which is the Miami of Iowa. Poof, not Keokuk. But no, it's probably, what, 30, 40 minutes south of Iowa City? Somewhere around. Never, I didn't know where it was today until you told me, James. Oh no, I've legitimately been. I've legitimately been to Kelowna. Yeah, and I've that's been, why I'm I've saying their dinner's there, delicious. Yeah, so. And their food's good. And honestly, if you find cans of their hazy, definitely get that. It's very good. If I haven't been there, if I can't get there via Des Moines public transportation, <laughs> I really haven't been there. That's because Pete oh, doesn't have man. a car. But you know what? We're gonna be at Kelowna probably. This is on my wish list. Summer, yeah. I'd like to go there this year. We'll I think I'd love to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, once again, great IPA. Great IPA. Thanks, the guys. Kelowna Classic Light Lager. Uh, guys, they also Ooh, sent on that. some other beers that, we, that we've tasted on. We've tasted the uh, uh, UBU Imperial Stout, the Startup Coffee, Chocolate Stout, uh, another Pilsner. Uh, I believe it had Ooh, a hunt, tree stand. hunting. Yeah, hunting reference. That yeah. stuff was fantastic. And, uh, of course, Very clean. you know, everyone's favorite, uh, named after their founding brewer, Lou Brewer, the Lubricator. Is that a Doppelbach? <laughs> and it, that was a Doppelbach that we tasted, yeah. Yeah. So. And I like that they go between the 12-ounce and the 16-ounce cans. I think it, 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 it changes up the you know, the, the, the package feel. So I like that. Anyway, well, it's easier to share a Doppelbach in a 12-ounce, <clears throat> um, personally, just because right. that's, uh, it, it was a, it's a big boy. Shout-out to Kelowna Brewing Company in Kelowna, Iowa, for sponsoring this episode. Shout-out to the Iowa Brewers Guild for making this happen. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you can support them. Find them at iowabeer.org. Um, and hey, guys, we're the Vorloff Hour, and we want to thank you for listening. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and any of your other listening platforms you'd like to hear. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And our Gmail is... Uh, I believe it's the Vorlop Hour at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. And so, it's on Twitter, it's still the Vorlop. The Vorlop. That's right. Yes. It's at the Vorlop. And so our, please feel free to come and uh, communicate with us. If you have suggestions for people you'd like to hear us talk to, we'd love to hear that. Yeah. Please do. Um, and if you are uh, yourself a brewer, owner, someone who's connected to the industry, we'd love to talk to you as well. So please reach out. And if you could make a Vorloff, the Vorloff Hour on Twitter, uh, please do and let me know the password. Yeah, and we'll buy it for uh, a beer and three handshakes. Yeah. Um, please make that happen. Otherwise, it's just at the Vorloff. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, James, any last words? Any last words? Yeah. Uh, no, I would just like to just support as much Iowa beer as you can. Um, can I talk a little bit about Stout Fest that happened over the weekend? Yeah, go can for it. Can I do it. that real quick? Yeah. So uh, you, you may have been Do you there. remember? Yeah. I remember most of it. All right. When I got good. to Brightside afterwards, that's when it got a little hazy. No, um, hey. we had a little bit of a celebration of uh, dark beer at Reclaimed Rails. It was uh, my brewery, Court Avenue, Reclaimed Rails. They put it on. Shout out to Mike Street and Mason Ferguson. And uh, Brightside came out. Shout out to the Franas. Love them. Uh, we all brought a little bit of dark beer. We celebrated in that yesterday. And, um, you know, when this episode comes out in the next few weeks, uh, most of those beers should still be on. Um, so please go out and support those places. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, you'll probably have a better time. I had all those beers over five hours, multiple times. <laughs> uh, so I'm working through that now, but that's okay. We celebrate beer here. That's a problem for today and not in the moment. So. Not in the moment. But uh, that's, that's, you know what, I guess my main message is uh, final words. Support Iowa beer. There I think we, go. we got a lot of good stuff, especially in the metro, and absolutely go out and support them. Mr. Holmgren, take it away. Oh, man, thank you. I was just so lost in James's words. Right. I really <laughs> don't know what to say here. Um, Shout out to Cafe B's uh, fries. Yeah, we are going to my favorite bar in Ames <laughs> after this to get one of the best burgers and the Brazilian fries. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to check it out, Alex. It's I'm excited. You know, I'm a fantastic. big cheeseburger lover. So. And their their draft list has really stepped up their game. Oh, my. It's so good. Yeah. It's I to, awesome. I used to drink uh, Newcastle with shots of Captain Morgan at this bar. That's disgusting. You know, we're probably not doing that tonight, Pete. Yeah. I called them super seniors because I drank on my fifth year at Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. Here's the great thing about Iowa beer, guys, is that we, we support the breweries, but by also going to those local watering holes that support mm-hmm. craft beer, you're also helping those brands. So. Make those taps worth it. Yeah. Keep it up. Um, Cafe Bezos, I'm excited. Baudelaire. Baudelaire, yep. Cafe Beautiful. Cafe Beautiful, mm-hmm. I'm in. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to episode one of the Vorloff Hour. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Hello everybody and welcome to the inaugural, very first opening, starting, uh, first timers uh, podcast, the Vorloff Hour. Thank you all for joining us today. My name is Alex Lovingood. I'm joined, as always, with my two wonderful hosts, James Brewer Jim Heckathorn and Pete Rose Holmgren. Hello. Pete, James, thanks for being here, guys. You're welcome. 
This is going to be a great episode. It's our first one. Are you guys nervous, excited, ready to go? I'm nervous how many times we're going to have to bleep out certain words. Yeah, no, I think that's just because of our guests here. I don't think that has to do anything with us whatsoever. (laughs) Um, But that'll be fine. Just a a quick word to the wise guys. Uh, This is the Vorloff Hour brought to you by the Iowa Brewers Guild. Uh, Yeah, the Iowa Brewers Guild. Um, It's great. Um, Down here, based in Des Moines, that represents all state brewers here in Iowa. Um, great organization, nonprofit that helps uh, grow and, and, and reach and help, you know, bolster the Iowa craft beer scene. So thank you for uh, helping us put this on and doing this. And should we mention our sponsors for the first time? We got a yeah, sponsor. We got a sponsor for the first episode, very guys. exciting. Kelowna Brewing Company out of Kelowna, Iowa is the sponsor of this one. Uh, Kelowna, they, they sent us some beers that we're going to drink throughout the show, and, and, and we'll kind of talk about them and, and, and talk about them. So. You guys ready to go? Yeah. Let's Should we introduce it. our first guest? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Guys, we drove up here today in a beautiful, uh, a nice snowstorm to visit Ames, Iowa's own Alluvial Brewing Company. And we are joined by two of the, the creators, the, the, the people who make this happen up here, uh, Elliot and Petey. Elliot, Petey, thank you guys for coming on the show today with us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so yeah. excited. Me too. <laughs> So, guys, for those of you that don't know, Alluvial started in 2015, in the spring of 2015? Yep. Uh, March, yep. March. March of 2015. So, we're coming up on six years this year, guys. Congratulations. Damn. Thanks. So, Thanks. you guys had your five-year anniversary, and then the world shut down. Yeah, we didn't even oh, get the anniversary. We didn't even oh, get to have it. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Probably not going to have it this year either. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're up here in beautiful Ames, Iowa, on, um, on this beautiful property. Oh, my God, guys. This is, like, this building is amazing. It's, it's gorgeous. It's wide open. There's... Artwork that I can only assume that Petey did when he had a no. few too many beers. No, I don't see in color, so I don't. I don't paint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take us just on a quick journey, uh, if you would, Elliot, on uh, just a quick five-minute synopsis of what alluvial is. Well, uh, alluvial, you know, it kind of the way it happened out here just kind of, you know, it just kind of evolved into what it is now from from years of kind of working with this property and. Um, being connected to the winery, we have this uh, organic farmland out here. Um, we uh, we wanted to do something on this property other than the vineyard at first, and we had a, a CSA where we were growing fruits and vegetables out here. Um, this building was built kind of in that the early uh, process of that. Um, it was way bigger, way nicer than it, it needed to be for that, so we were trying to figure out another way to utilize this space and uh, provide something for the community. So. You know, alluvial kind of grew, uh, grew out of that. We wanted to uh, provide a space for the, again, for the community to be. Um, you know, and there's there's not much on this side of town for, you know, for for yeah, bars, yeah. breweries, and stuff. And we just thought it was important to bring the community out here and tie it in with the the vineyard and the the farm. We got we got some native prairie out here that you know we like. It's unique that to have people can come out and see some relax in the actual kind of wilderness you know instead of just being in the middle of a town or something and yeah so it was kind of a you know it, it just kind of happened organically but it really the you know in the end it was to to pr- provide a space for the community and you know we lucked out to have a pd living <laughs> up and go at the time so um hit a home run with that but yeah that's it was it was to provide a space for the community to um to gather and it, it's to, unique it's yeah. a unique space and, and it, 
we had to use it somewhere somewhat way to get people to come out here and check it out because mm-hmm. it is it is you know just even just sitting out here and looking it's it's native prairie man like you can't yeah. have that it's and definitely it, beautiful you know, yeah, like, <laughs> and, and yeah for you know it's you know obviously alluvials you know oh sorry alluvial is all about the beer but the, the property and the surroundings and in our in our unique spot out here um you know yeah the the prairie restoration and all this kind of ties in with the brewery and um you know we're we're starting to do some wild sours this year so we're going to really tie it into the farm even more so oh, we're gonna, wow. yeah, yeah. we have a we That's have a, a high tunnel and um there's about five acres of uh, fruits and veggies out here so we're going to kind of lean into that more and start growing uh Ooh, fruits yeah, and berries yeah. and things like that so be a real farm brewery yeah, yeah. that's what we're I hoping guess. for that's what we're to, hoping so. for yeah so i guess um you know i mean gosh you know james pete hop in here whenever it, it is definitely a an interesting brewery because you're kind of out here in the middle of nowhere um but you know right away you park in this parking lot which is ample ample parking but you see you know your your your, your bike racks your your fix-it racks out there so people can uh uh, fixer bikes that you got bike tubes for sale bike and little tool, sale tools yeah, on, on yeah, the wall yeah, for sale yeah, i mean that's yeah. uh, uh and obviously we're in the winter months and, and winter months for breweries are always always aren't the best um but i i would almost guarantee that you guys just crush it in the summertime out here with the you got a little do you do like patio or a little garden area or yeah yeah, we, yeah, yeah. and and yeah it's definitely in the winter is definitely slower but we're we're sponsoring a um the Burr Ride for the Ames Velo Club is doing a thing here on February 6th. And so we sponsor some beers for that and stuff. So we're tight with the biking community. And yeah, it, it, it is a destination brewery. So you have to specifically want to come out here. Nobody's just wandering by and decides to come yeah. have a beer. They have to specifically have it in their head that I'm going to go out and check it out, you know. And so it makes it a different experience because people came out of their way to be here. And so we try to make it worth their time, you know. It's a unique thing to be be out here. Yeah, I've been out here in the summer, and when the food truck's going, and it's yeah. been a couple of years, I yeah. I don't have a car, really, <laughs> so I really don't travel outside of one hour radius. I, I, I know how that goes. It's uh, always worth the trip up, and I still get compliments all the time on my alluvial bike jersey. Nice, oh, nice, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so, right. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, kind of echoing off Petey there. The yeah, the the summer months is where it's at out here. You could sit on the patio that's on the the east side of the building there, and it kind of overlooks the the 40 acres of prairie and you know that's kind of it's just a classic iowa setting you know and i think people really like that and in town you know there's not many patios and stuff so people get a you know a lot of friends with kids love bringing them out here so they can just kind of roam around the property and just feels very safe for them and um, you know that's kind of our that's our wheelhouse there's the the outside environment for sure sure. the winters yeah again it's 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 always slow as as it for everybody, I think that's you, right. You yeah, it's not especially yeah. being right off of a. I mean, you guys are close enough to a metro, but yeah. still removed just by your, your sheer location of being out in kind of the prairie farmland area yeah. of Ames, right? So it, yeah, it is funny the, the the context of all this. You know, it's from my house. I live in town, and it's ten minutes exactly, which in the grand scheme of things is is nothing. You know, yeah. but people think it's out in the middle of nowhere. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah, like Petey said, just kind of the random customers stumbling off the street to get a beer you know it's it's not quite as convenient as that if, if we were downtown our our model would probably be a lot different it's one of those places where i feel like you don't have to card people that much <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no 20, yeah. No 20 year olds coming yeah. out here yeah yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah especially right off of ames right because what's the uh 
It's uh, the University of Iowa's here, right? Oh my God! <laughs> you guys are the Hawkeyes out here. Yeah. Oh, oh come black, on, dude. black and gold, right? Yeah, there's there's six square Ooh. miles of sun. There's six square miles of cyclone country, buddy, and you're in it. So. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting the uh, the Hawkeyes license plate, but saying Alex for Cy. That would be uh, just to see what happens to me. See how many uh, flat tires I go through in a year. <laughs> Alex, I didn't pay fifty grand for you to insult. <laughs> the people who still own my debt. <laughs> so please be respectful. I'm a huge football fan, so I apologize for offending anybody. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I mean, you, you kind of talked about why this location, but uh, was this building always here? Or was this new for just like a rehab building? Because it, it looks fucking great. Well, initially it was built to, um, to be a special event center for the winery mm-hmm. and mm. at the time i quit my job uh, prior to the prior to the farm and to the brewery and um, my wife's dad had just had a stroke and so he wasn't able to take care of the farmland anymore so i had i had quit my job and i was gonna start farming and take care of the the property and right at that time they were starting to to build this and it kind of morphed into um it was going to be a, a country store where it was going to be fruits and vegetables mm. and Iowa products, Iowa meats, things apple like butter. that. Yeah, mm, apple yeah, apple butter. Yes. Hippie grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and so that's that's how it that's how it's set up. So, it's you know it looks like you know obviously it's a tap room now, but before this was going to be like the store part of it, and then the back was the processing end of it. But the building was way too too nice and uh, extravagant for that. So, we just yeah. So then it, it morphed into the brewery out of that. Nice. So. And so, I mean, Alluvial's gone through a few, um, I wouldn't say a few iterations, but, you know, obviously we're sitting in the tap room recording this, but the original brewing space was behind us here, which is now an extended version of the tap room. So you, what was it, t- 2017, you guys, uh, or so, you guys expanded and started Jeez, uh, building I, the, the, the second building back that here? That took so long. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah it took I forever, man. I mean, like, it, I, we worked on that for, yeah. you know, shoot, probably... Yeah, I, I don't even know. Dude. I, I worked with the. We had some issues with the county getting, uh, getting the okay on it. I probably worked on that for, for a year straight trying to get mm. it okayed, and it just yeah it took it took forever. And so, yeah, and we've been down there, uh, going on, two years, and so, you know, we were just starting to get our stride down there, and then COVID happened. So it's been right. It's it's it seems like the forever expansion, but yeah. Um, and people really haven't even able to use the back room since we moved everything. So <laughs> it was kind of, yeah, poor timing, but like, yeah, it's, it feels good to, you know, if we can, if we can get through this, you know, we're good. You still got the Tetris machine back there though. Yeah, that's my, never going away. <laughs> Is it yeah. still working? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. But don't, don't play his wife on that. I thought I was good at I thought I was good at Tetris, and then she's like having a conversation while she's playing, and blew my high score out of the water. But yeah, we were just hitting our stride with the new system, you know, because you break into a new system, it takes a while to work out the kinks and figure out, you know, how 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 everything scales up and stuff. And we just built a new stage and two new bathrooms, and then the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and I should have took that as a sign that the world was going to end. And then bam, now here, you know, then it's, so it's been tough because we finally we were pumping out stuff that's, you know, 50% better than what we were doing on our old system. And we got extra bathrooms. So we got unlimited seating now because we were limited. Our seating was limited by the 
ha only having one bathroom and blah, blah, blah. And we built a stage and, you know, and I got my karaoke game up and then there we go. <laughs> so we just been trying to get through it like everybody else, you know. Okay. So you're, you're, what's your karaoke song? Oh man, uh, jump Van Halen always. Well, so, like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Sunday, hopefully you have the, <laughs> the pleasure to see him carry out. I would love it. Yeah. Sure, it's a pleasure. Yeah. I like Oh Danny Boy. Oh, yeah, Danny yeah. No, I'm, I'm a screamer. I, okay. I do the screaming songs. Yeah. That's <laughs> I think next time we have you guys on, we can just do a karaoke episode. Hey, that, yeah. that'd be we'll that'd be great. Uh, Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> <laughs> You sing it beautifully, too. The, uh, the, the, the Rosie O'Donnell version. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that one. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. So what's... Uh, Petey, as we're, as we're going here, talk talk about this beer that we're drinking here because it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> all right. literally on the table for all, yeah, all yeah, five well, of us. So. We're, we're, it, you know, this is one of those ones like... It's one of our wheelhouse beers. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not going to uh, wow the the cool kids, but it's a four point eight Scottish ale. I got the recipe from a guy I used to work with who graduated from Harriet Watt Brewing School. So it's just uh, classic export strength Scottish malted oats, some uh, uh, crystal crystal malt, some brown malt, and some English well, hops. Could you give us percentages and IBUs on that, please? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> It's like 17 IBUs. It's just one bittering addition at 60 minutes of uh, Goldings. And then uh, really it's like 10% or 16% brown malt, 16% caramel 70, and then some of the golden naked oats. This is a, a phenomenal beer, I will well, say. 4.8%. I appreciate Absolutely. that. I'm very happy to be drinking this right it, now. It, on this it, it's, it's, again, it's, it's not going to – people aren't – the cool kids aren't going to come out here to have it, but the locals and the people that enjoy fat tire, you know, they're the ones that <laughs> speak for yourself. I see three cool kids that just came out here for this beer. I appreciate that. <laughs> but probably the best Scottish ale I've ever had. Well, thanks. Thank you. It's, um, it's, 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 it's weird too, because, um, the first beer that kind of sparked my craft craft beer, uh, Light was a Scottish ale from Three Floyds. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Robert the Bruce. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was a Scottish Brian, ale. It was not. It was not a Scotch ale. Yeah. Not Brian Baru. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, I switched to. Uh, oh man, and I always forget the name of it. Founders did a Scotch ale. Okay. Oh fuck, what is it called? I can't remember. This isn't a Scotch. It's a Scotch. No, I know. That's what, <laughs> what I'm saying. I switched from the Scottish ale up to yeah, the Scotch yeah, ale. Yeah. Um, so I guess let, let's let's go around the room and, and and figure it out, Petey. Let's start with you. What was like? You've been brewing for. Let's get your brewing background first. Okay, like, when sure. Did you start, and then then I'll ask this. this sure. Well, segue well, you know, I, like everybody else, I started home brewing. Uh, it was my first deal, and then I got my degree at Iowa State uh, just in time for the first great economic collapse, and so then I started brewing professionally. I wasn't going to get a job in my degree, and so I went and kicked on the door at Granite City Brewing, where they brew all the beer for thirty six restaurants in Ellsworth, Iowa, and so that's 20 miles up the road from my place. So I kicked the door in there in, what, 2008? 2008. Damn. And then how, I how big is that system? So you started... Yeah, yeah, so that was in that, and so that was, it's a 25-barrel brew house, and they brew five times a day, five days a week, or they did. I don't know what they do now. I haven't, I haven't talked to those guys in a while, but, but uh, so I started there loading trucks, cleaning tanks, and doing that kind of stuff, and then six months later, I was on the brew deck working the second shift, and uh, and then when they started talking about this place opening, 
I was the only guy from our hometown and I was 52 guys in my graduating class or 52 people in my graduating class. It's gotten bigger since these kids, Elliot's a little younger than me, but, uh, so then I said, if you don't hire me, I'm just going to keep coming out here and burning it down. So, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 and so, so after the third rebuild, yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. I get you. yeah, they Andrew, built it out of metal, so they would probably get away with it. Like, <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so I guess you started home brewing and we'll start with you. Then Elliot, we'll get to you. What was like the one craft beer that kind of sparked your, uh, your Oh, for, for sure. It? Well, uh, everyone has one. Three Floyd's Alpha King was my, was mine. And then like, if I have any recommendation for a home brewer, it's to at least brew, try to brew the, try to clone a beer every other batch, like, or maybe every three batches, but don't, don't get, don't try to dial one in because then you're really getting into the process instead of just the random recipe, chance. Yeah. And so my, my deal was, I was always trying to every other batch I brewed, I was trying to clone three Floyd's alpha King. And I think that really helped. And then in 2007, I won the state fair for brewing a stout, which was kind of my, uh, uh, what was it? Eight ball from, uh, great white eight ball stout okay. clone basically. The Iowa state fair. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I won the state fair and then, then I got my degree in, uh, I got my degree in biophysics and then the economy collapsed and I was like, well, what do we do here? I got, two, I got one mouth to feed at the time, but I was like, I got my kid to feed, you know? So then I went and. Well, I guess I can get a home run. So well, how'd you place in the University of Iowa fair? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> what the University of Iowa? What? Good one, Jim. I uh, I uh, was third in my class in uh, biophysics at Iowa State, two thousand seven, out of three. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You know, <laughs> Alpha King though is 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 such a classic. Yeah, yeah, classic, yeah, classic yeah. Family. yeah. You know, it's such a good beer. And I remember back in the day when, like, when like Anchor Liberty was like this crazy hoppy beer. You know, and like, man, that was insane. And like, and and even uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was like drinking perfume to me. And now I'm like, those are oh my know, quaint. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy. And I think every brewer and pre people in the beer industry still will like, well, every once in a while, grab a six pack of uh, of uh, of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And they'll crack it open, and you're just like, "Fuck, I love this beer. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yes, yeah, yeah. such a solid yeah. beer. Classic." Over Classic. the summer, they had is it the thirtieth uh, like anniversary like packaging of it? So I was buying yeah. it quite a bit. Nice, it's, oh, nice. It's fantastic. I was sad when I could get Bigfoot all year round. That that was kind of a bummer because I remember buying them two six packs, drink one, and then put the other one in the mm -hmm. cellar, and then drink it a year yep. later. You yep. know. And, and uh, I still pick up a celebration every every year. Just oh yeah, yeah that's 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 we, that's we had some celebrations at Lua a few yeah. weeks back. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, you just, I have some at home. That's so good. Yeah, such a good, a good beer. One. Elliot, what about you? What was the beer that kind of uh, sparked joy to you? You know, I'm a little, <clears throat> quite a bit younger than him, but yeah, like, got, being in Ames and Iowa City at the time, you know, it was kind of right in the middle of the country, and my, you know, the options were fairly limited at the time. Yeah. So. First, you know, Sierra Nevada and then Summit Extra Pale were kind of the, yeah. the early Ooh, ones yeah. for me. That's a classic. A lot of my relatives live in Minneapolis, and when, when Surly first opened, they, they lived like a couple minutes away from that. So we used to go sit in line for hours and get furious and oh, growlers and stuff. So that, that was the, the first one for me that totally blew my, blew my mind. Wow. Um, so that, yeah, that Surly Furious, that was the beer that that really yeah. kind of did it for me for the hoppy stuff. I think beers like that are, are so funny because when they started regionally, 
you know, at some point, every major brewery was a local brewery, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, you know, Surly's 25, 30 states that they can distribute in. But at one point, you had to you had to go there just to get their cores that yeah. are everywhere now, and in and, and some markets, you know, not the freshest, unfortunately. And this is this is a thing that plagues the the, the beer industry. But yeah. it's just funny to see. You know those beers. Same with like, uh, I mean, Three Floyds kind of did it to themselves. Yeah. You know, with uh, uh, Alpha, not not as much Alpha King as they did with uh, Zombie Dust, but yeah, you yeah. know, making it in such limited quantities that the the hype was, it was a manufactured hype. Yeah, well, that, you know, that's the game you play. That's what you know was was Sierra Nevada Bigfoot really that good, or was it just that I couldn't get it all the time? Or, or you, you know, know, like like that you know, like, was, you know, it, like, was also you know, a big like, barley wine at the yeah, time when yeah, big yeah. barley wines weren't. It wasn't wife, a thing, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know. I mean, I speaking of Bigfoot, like I got a six pack of 2016 recently. Yeah. And I still got one that I'm saving for the cellar, but we did drink the other five immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's crazy to have that uh, and then think about it, you know, with without the hype involved, really, because yeah. it, it was, you know, you can get it fairly easy depending on what the liquor store is or maybe a high B sometimes. But yeah. Um, to think about that as now just kind of old hat almost yeah. like you know barley wine is like it's a it's getting a little more hype like it's coming back around i think but yeah, yeah definitely know. being able to go down and like oh man your bigfoot's out like this is huge but yeah. and now you know now what do we see it as it's just uh kind of it's you know and the hop crisis of 2008 uh that kind of jammed that up too that that was such an extreme beer and then they invented torpedo to double use their hops, you know, they're stripping the aroma off through the torpedo so then they could use the what was in the torpedo in the bittering for the next batch. Wow, and that really? Was, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what that's, why, what, that's, that's why what, it's called torpedo. Yeah, yeah, the, tor <laughs> oh the tor my God, I didn't the know torpedo that. is they they ran it was a hop back like, sure. it was like a filter, went, yeah. Yeah, okay, wow. Yeah, and so that the hop crisis 2008 <laughs> really changed a lot of stuff on that angle and then that, that's when that's the year that Bigfoot became uh, one you could drink right out of the bottle instead of waiting a year. You had to wait a year yeah. to let it even tame down enough. Or it was you're shaving your tongue, you know, <laughs> like, like, and I don't know. It, and that is it, part of it is part of the game is people want what they can't get, you know? And like now that I remember those, those days too, when we'd go up to Minneapolis because all my Iowa state buddies moved back up. They were from the twin cities. We'd load up a trunk load of Surly's, you know, get some furious, get some abrasive and then come back and you're like, you're a baller because you got these beers no one else can have. Well, now you can get it anywhere, and it's like still good. It's just as you know, but it's just it like, is weird. As soon as as soon as you could get it in, in yeah. Iowa, I think I bought it once. It's, yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. But yeah. I would I would drive out of my <gasps> way to get it. Yeah, stop at the Blue Max on the way home from Minneapolis every day. <laughs> Load up, you know. I think on some levels, though, uh, having beer that does have that kind of uh, mystique and stuff is good. Yeah, I yeah, think, for like, sure. For why, sure. Specifically to you guys, like I remember, like Shkreli still. Yeah. Like when that comes out, I mean, it's like it's yeah. gone, and then you have to trade up to even find a bottle of it. And, yeah. Or you know, I got a friend who somehow gets it all the time, and I'm like, when are you when are you popping that? But uh, I think that's good though. Like it it, it helps yeah. the brand. I yeah, think for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. When you know we had when we were in here was that little dinky system that we had, you know, it was nice because we had those two and a half barrel fermenters and then a couple of five barrel fermenters. And we were just, yeah, it, we it was were so limited on what we could. We were literally selling it as fast as we could make it. And so, you know, and then we got set up to where we might be able to get ahead. And then now bam, 
there's a choke point in society. And so now we're like adjusting to that. Like we got these 10 barrel fermenters. Well, the only thing I can brew 10 barrels in at a time is lagers because we don't know if we're going to be open next month. You know, like, you know, literally like who knows? Yeah, it's it's been like so quarter barrels and rosaceous. And we sell out of eight shot in a day. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I think I drank a lot of that. Yeah. Good. So. Yeah. Slamples in the back and the and Applebee's. Yeah. Applebee's, yeah. yes. I think it's called the pantry now. Oh, yeah. the pantry. Yeah. Applebee's is a better name, but it's past our time. How do you guys go about like when you're when you're coming up with new beers? I mean, you know, there's I think there's there's two types of brewers out there there's the ones that say i'm gonna brew for the people and then there's the people the brewers that say fucking i'm gonna brew what i like well do you also do like a one for me one for them or? <laughs> i mean I, I, I think that's how a majority I mean, that's yes, what i do this, i mean i think that's how more of it's going this right here definitely for us this is this yeah, is this mine yeah that's mine like, that one in the gilbert gold like no i mean i got over that brewing for myself stuff right away like right away like th- there's no these hazy beers and stuff I had to relearn so much crap to get to get beers to say to stay hazy, but that's my job is to make beer people want to buy, not right. not what I want to drink. That's you separate those two things in your head, and you know, like for me anyway, it was pretty, sure. I don't mean it as like a like a hard line as like no, no, I know, I hear you, I hear you. But I, you know, I, you you want to find something that you enjoy too. And sure, like, like you're saying sure. with the Scotch ale, which is great. Scottish ale, Scottish, Scottish. Ale. you're right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, but Brewer Jim. Brewer Jim doesn't know anything about Scotch or Scottish ales, clearly. Only hazy beers and lagers. Yeah. I'm wondering, it's just right up there on the, on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says Scotch. It does. Oh, it does. There's no I. Ah. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, look at that. Mr. Crosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's there. He'll take his payment in the form of a Scottish ale. Yep. But, you know, there's definitely hops that I prefer, and there's definitely, I don't know, there's beers that I'm more proud of making, but at the end of the day, this is a businessman. Right. Absolutely. You know, like, I'm not going to drink, I've never had a White Claw in my life. Oh, but dude, we've made we've made you're missing we've, out yeah well, i we know but, brought some. Uh, <laughs> I, you don't want to watch no dude you don't want you want to you want to limit my uh crushability index because like if i if i could slam down but what i'm saying is a lot of people give people shit about like bud light or 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 uh Bush light, bush light, or the fucking Miller light? The white claws, light the white claws yeah, truly, the, the, yeah, truly, yeah that yeah. kind of stuff yeah it's not real beer blah 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 Hey, who the hell are you? This this is a brewery. We're we're you know we're selling a product here. If they want to buy it, exactly. that's what they mean by the customer is always right. Not that that they're always they think it's right. overcooked or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're they're if they're willing to give you money for it, then they're right. That's what. If you want to put clam juice and tomato paste in your Bud Heavy or whatever, yeah, that's that's what they want to buy. Then give it to them. You know, like <laughs> so, like you know, in the end, of, like for me, I I imperial stouts and barrel aged imperial stouts. And uh, lagers are what I think my, what I am passionate about, I guess. But, you know, it's been fun to unlearn everything I know to try to get these beers to stay hazy. That's been fun, too. It's been a learning experience. And, and like. Absolutely. Same with know. seltzers, right? Where it, yeah. it's, it's a whole different process. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, sometimes you're like, what if we just didn't do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. someone else to do it. Yeah. You know, that'd be yeah. great if we could yeah. figure that out. But. 
Absolutely. But, Definitely, yeah. like, struggles there, but like you're saying, the dollar is the boss. Yeah, yeah, and at the end of the day, if that's what they want, and they're out here and they're having fun, they're going to crank the vibe by having fun, and it's going to make everybody else having more fun, so, you know, you know like... <laughs> Give them what they want, man. I'm I'm down for that. I, I want people to be happy, and th that's where I'm at. Yeah, you know, totally. You know? So, like, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Loggers, boring. The subtle, you know, like the 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 the, t the difference between a good one and a bad one is very close together, and and it's and only the heads can tell the difference. Where you know, I don't know. That's it's a different game. Yeah, it is. It's um, I, I <clears throat> obviously craft beer go through phases, right? I mean, you you. You go when I started brewing in 2013. Um, you know, it was clear IPAs, West Coast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was you yeah. know, it was the the shelf stable, shelf stable. the hop wars of of 2012 to 2014 were there, um, and and then these un and at the time we called them unfiltered, even yeah. though where I was we didn't have a filter, so everything was still unfiltered. But you called them unfiltered because they were hazy. And yeah. You start looking and you're like, oh man, what are you doing? You're putting double, putting two and a half pounds of hops. What a fucking wow. Two and a half pounds. What a waste of money. And then you're getting three pounds and four pounds. And I know personally, I think anything above like four and a half is kind of a waste of money. Uh, but that's just a, a, a personal point. We're kind of where we, we like to stop. Um, what do you know about hazy beers? But, <laughs> exactly. Right. But then, I, you know, uh, you, but I feel like we went through that six-year period where it was about more hops, more hops, more hops. And even, like, at the beginning of the Haze Wars, where we're kind of coming down from that now, yeah. where people are like, oh, I don't want just big juice. Yeah. And I, they still want it, and they're still gonna, it's still going to sell out if you make 10 barrels of it in 20 fucking hours. But do you put one of those in there with a, a little bit of a, a bittering hop edition? Yeah, you, or, you know, a little early, later, later uh, boil edition or even a whirlpool mm -hmm. edition, God forbid, mm -hmm. some of these beers, and people are like, oh, it's got a little bite to it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're yeah. getting back there, and lagers yeah. are becoming more predominant, and, and, and crushable beers that I feel like crushable in 2013 was the word that everyone was like, I don't want to hear that word ever again yeah. because yeah. it's overused, but yeah. we're getting back there now. Yeah. It's interesting well, to see where the vibe's going. Man. Well, you know, the, the whole reason they put hops in there was to provide some bitterness to counteract the sweetness. Yeah. You know, that's, it's not... So we're coming back to the... I mean, I like those hazy ones. I like the soft ones. But you still need some backbone. Otherwise, yeah. it's flabby. You know, like... and it, so. Absolutely. And, I'm, and I guess my perspective, you know, I started professionally brewing six seven months ago <laughs> and july? you know and it was july, july yeah. 2020 all right so whenever that was i mean obviously i've, I've been no, no, like, no, just... i've bartended i like craft beer i've been sure. drinking it for home brewed, years yeah. homebrewed but you know coming in there now i have to make stuff that sells yeah and you know what's really big right now is pilsner yep uh mexican lager which is mm -hmm. just a, a corn pilsner but yeah uh and just a name it's just a name it's <laughs> That was a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it. But and then hazy beers, of course, and then yeah. barrel aged stuff. So you yeah. know, I as soon as I got in, I was like, I know exactly what we need to do. All, all <clears> beers course. will take a lot of time, except for those hazy beers. Turn yeah. that in 14 days. Exactly. Let's go. Yeah. But you know, it's like as soon as we got in there, I was like, we don't have a barrel program. Yeah. We need to do that. And you know, of course, maybe I'm coming in there with a little bit of an ego, but it's like, guys, this is what sells. Yeah. You know, like weird bottles sell like crazy sour cell mm -hmm. we need to do those things and yep. but that's just what i'm seeing like uh when i started drinking craft beer you know like uh black and white ipas were a thing 
And like, <clears throat> it was a big thing this year when Deschutes came back with Chainbreaker. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, oh shit, I haven't had a white IPA in years. <laughs> I almost forgot about this beer. But yeah. Yeah. it's weird to see those. Uh, not like weird. It's a but... bad move to put just white in front of anything anymore. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe a Belgian inspired IPA yeah. or something. <laughs> Belgian <laughs> IPA. Yeah. Yep. Heavily weeded IPA. Right, we've, we've thought about that with the Nordic. Because we're using that Quebec East. I'm like, I don't know. That seems a little blue eyed and blonde haired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy the people I see drink that beer. So you guys might yeah. want to think. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quebec East is, is and I, I know a lot of breweries are still using it, but I feel like it's starting to run its course. And I'd yeah, like to talk course. about that. Oh, really? Because I have a lot um, to say about Quebec East. Because I like it. You know, the, you, you ferment hot, it, it turns your beer quicker. But with how yeast are manufactured nowadays, on a regular like hazy IPA, even you if you can't throw fermented beer out in three four days with a regular uh, sure. uh, London three strain, sure. then sure. you're probably doing something wrong. Yeah, you know. Sure. Uh, sure. And, and and what are you cutting off with the Gavikis? Maybe a day at that point. No, I mean, at, for for us, it wasn't about the speed per se because we're not we're not rolling them out any faster than the other ones. It's just that that super hot temperature throws these pineapple esters yeah. Yeah, that you can't get from anywhere else. Off, yeah. 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 And so, uh, but you're right. And, and the, everything's going to run its course. That's, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fullness of time, I guess. But like, you know, like, so right now we're doing it. We just need to think of a, maybe a more sensitive brand name, I guess is what, you know, I, I remember, uh, this was way back in Illinois. So don't, don't, don't hurt me people. Hey, I just moved here. Um, like we brewed we brewed with the the hothead kvik yeast mm-hmm. from omega mm-hmm. and we brewed a hundred barrels of it and that thing was going at 101 degrees yeah. fermenting and it was the scariest thing in the world yeah. on this hundred barrel tank standing there two four five feet away yeah. feeling the heat radiating yeah. off it i was like i this yeah. tank is well, done that's for what, that's what i'm saying that's, <laughs> that's what i'm saying about like you got to unlearn everything you know is like these these strains i would have never dreamed of fermenting something at 95 yeah. degrees <laughs> It's crazy. We actually had the, and the, the fact that it even works, I think, is kind of cool. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we had the folks from Omega come down that brew day. And yeah, we called yeah. it a collaboration with them. The beer was Ooh, phenomenal. Cool. Yeah, yeah, super pineapple. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had them come down because I was like, I, I know what, like, we all know what we're doing. Between the three of us, we have 20, 25 years of, of, of brewing experience here. But this yeast is so fucking different that uh, this was at Brickstone. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, it doesn't so make any different. sense. So I was like, "Will you guys just come down? We'll collab. It, we'll buy you that, dinner. We'll put you I enjoy that. There. That's it's because it's awesome, man. Because like you said, like you're knocking it out of your high heat exchanger at 95 degrees, yeah. and then you let it free rise to 102 yeah, or whatever. It was. Like, oh, it, it's intense. It's it, well, I especially on a hundred barrel tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I bet. A little bit well, nerve wracking. Very nerve wracking. I don't know what any of this means, but it seems. Like <laughs> it's it's a crazy it like yeast, a Pete. Yeah. 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 Usually, you ferment. Pete Holmgren, our, our resident front of house person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Turkey, Turkey River hasn't done any. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Turkey River's got to do some Quebec yeast. We do, we do low key stuff. No, Turkey River does like gravy beers and. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. Breast meat, wheat. Yep. Good Ooh, stuff. Nice. But, only only lake water IPAs. So. Yeah, sorry, just, uh, go ahead. Yeah, no. <laughs> Turkey River is unfiltered always. Yeah, all their beers are hazy. Um, not beers to say, and attitude. So. <laughs> I like that. You should pay him for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's um, nice. <laughs> no, I, my relationship with, you know, Kivik, Kivik, Quake, however the hell you want to say it. Quack. Mm. Quack. Quack. Uh, you know, started as a home brewer, and I 
brewed some IPA with it. Should I try Pilsner? Um, I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I, so with uh, Cubike, you started as a home brewer. I was able to turn beers pretty quick because home brewing's a little different than professional brewing. But then I started using it at Court Avenue, and you guys are going to crucify me for this probably. Most of my loggers are with Lutra from Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knock out at like 90. You know, it's, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, fermented in three days, oh. and then I just lager it for three weeks. Yeah. You honestly can't tell. It's such a clean strain. I mean, yeah, that's that's the one that we have, and the one that we have on tap, the Lutra. Oh, really? Yeah, I, it's incredible. I I love that. Yeah, I like uh, the flavors a lot. The Lustrata, New Nipa, Nipa, uh, the, the or the Nordic Lantra. Is that the Lutra? <clears throat> yep, that's the Lutra. Ooh, I'll have to yeah, give that a shot. And I've actually been using oh um, clear beer, like a, a Scottish ale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a Scotch, 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 Scotch. Scotch. Uh, but no, and then I use I use I like to use Voss in uh in stouts. Mm-hmm. It gives it kind of like a nice citrus. I've that. had a I've had a handful of friends that use the the Voss and and stouts and stuff like that, and it works out pretty well. And, and I like I mean, it's all about the different like, like Petey said. It's it's not so much about the speed, but it's about the the, the flavor profiles these, that yeah. you're getting off of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think Omega is doing a good thing all the time with with trying new strains and, and trying to create new thra- strains. We recently at Barntown brewed with their oh shit, Sunbeam? Uh, Sundew. <clears throat> Sundew. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fruit bomb. And we and we uh, we did a New England IPA. We didn't Whirlpool hop it at all so that we could try the base beer just with the yeast before we, we dry hopped it. And I mean, it is just a, a fruit forward How you doing, sir? A delicious beer. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> and then we dry hopped it with uh, oh gosh, I can't remember now. Centennial. So many, so many, so many IPAs. Simcoe. You know, so many IPAs. You kind of forget what hops are in there. Yeah. Um, but just a lot of really good, good, good hops, mm-hmm. and it's turning out to be a good beer. And I just, you know, the the world we live in now, where you can, where there are people that are willing to push the boundaries mm-hmm. of, you know, yeast of hops of of brews. It is great, you know, I mean, <clears throat> and you look at where we were five, six, ten years ago when it was, you know, you go into a brewery, you had a stout, you had a wit, you had uh, uh, two different IPAs, uh, you, had, you had a lager, you had a pilsner, uh, you know, or, a, you know, like a, a German pils, and you had like an American, like, clean lager, um, where you go into breweries now and you see maple stouts, you see a handful of different double IPAs, a pilsner, you know, a Scotch, Scottish ale. It's, it's awesome. I mean, just the, the, the way the world's gone and the way it's going to go, it's, ooh, orange Lazarus. What, what is this? What is this? Milkshake. Have you never had that? Milkshake. No, I haven't. Can you pour him some orange Lazarus? I, just, just a, just a, a, a skosh. Oh, that's, a, I, lo- I, that was like the first alluvial beer, that in Mosaicus, where I was like, bruh. Uh, talk about Mosaicus, if you would, Elliot. Tell, tell us about Mosaicus, Paleo. Uh, we've had that one for, we've had, we've been rocking that one for years. I mean, that's our, I'd say that's one of our house pale ales. It's, mm-hmm. it's all mosaic, kind of a classic. And, you know, when we, when we first started, we were kind of trying to figure out the hop contracts and everything, and we got a lot of mosaic and citra, and so we were rocking those pretty hard for quite a few years. So, again, that was, that was kind of our house beer, house pale. Between it's that great. and the Lutris. So, I was gonna say I came up here 
with with Mr. Pete Faber of Barntown. Uh, um, maybe Shout a year and a half ago. I can't remember how long ago it was, but uh, <clears throat> it was when you guys were brewing on the new system for the, I think maybe the first time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you were you, you brewing a seltzer. You were brewing a seltzer at the time. <laughs> um, and, and you had just had on, not just had on, but uh, I think it was the Nordic Lantra IPA. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a good beer. And then there was a beer with the fucking... Uh, New Zealand hopped beer on that was that was really good and that was my first time up here and that was in this like late summer okay and it was just gorgeous out here you know I mean just seeing you know the, the prairie built up and all that stuff yeah what up and here we are back again to the Vorloff Hour the Iowa Brewers Guild's number one podcast <laughs> thank you all <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all the people that rate us and say that we are the best. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hey, guys, we're back here once again still. We're still up here at Alluvial. Uh, we just took a, a quick intermission to uh, take a, a, a look around the, the brewery. They took us down to the brew house. It's real nice. Uh, and it was awesome. <laughs> uh, we kind of want to get into here. Let's, <clears throat> you know, this is an Iowa brewery. We're the Iowa Brewers Guild's podcast. So kind of let's... Um, you know, obviously you opened a brewery in Iowa, uh, uh, so th- there's got to be something that makes you proud about being an Iowa brewer. So let's kind of dip into that and talk about the Iowa brewing scene, if we could, for a little bit. Elliot, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, so we're coming up on six years here, and, you know, we, I think when we first joined, how many were there? Like, was it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Numbers and such. 50, yeah. 60? Yeah. But, yeah, they they I mean, told me wow. to cut the swears. So. <laughs> Well, because we just passed, uh, we just passed a hundred, right? Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, I think I think yeah. we're right now around one hundred and six to one hundred and nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I won't yeah. I won't quote myself on that number, yeah. but I'll say the two of those numbers. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, we've grown a lot over the past six years. You know, just from our um, involvement in it, and it's just I feel like you know we talked a little bit earlier just about like you know trying new things, and I feel like Iowa's got a lot of fun things going on. You know, between what y'all are doing and you know, yeah, just. Barntown and you know what you taking over and all the stuff that you're going to bring to the table of just trying new things and just kind of and creating our own little scene and yeah that, like developing our own unique identities you know like we got stuff going on here that that other people can't do but then other people got stuff that we can't do you know like so what do we got we got terrain we got terrar we got you know and you got so good we, flora and fauna yeah, from the yeah, firestone you know, plant yeah, down in des moines you know, yeah yeah you know, we gotta like so we gotta leverage that and 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 especially right now it's like a crucible this the the way the world is it's like it it's it's a test to see can you develop something unique or you know or are we gonna you're relish to relinquish to just blandness or yeah it, you're going to fade into the background. And I think we got, we got a lot of uh, unique things here that no one else can do. So we got to, we got to capitalize on that or we got to leverage it. And and I think the one thing that, that kind of COVID kind of screwed over with everybody was just the camaraderie between breweries. Um, And, and and like I said, I've only been here about a year, year and a half now. So I can't speak too much of it. Um, But, but if you guys could kind of break down, you know, coming from Illinois, uh, and especially in the Chicagoland area, where there we had over 120 breweries and a and a and a radius that was you know uh, maybe 80 square miles. Yeah. Whereas here you have the whole state and we have that many breweries. Yeah, so yeah. what was kind of the camaraderie between breweries like in Iowa? 
uh, pre-COVID, you know? Yeah, we were doing good stuff. I thought we were, you know, we were trying to collaborate with people that had similar trajectories and like you, you bring people on board that are, uh, you, you're, you know, that, that you're, it'll synergize <laughs> you guys is, uh, our, 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 both what are both our projects and stuff. And, but you know, you like, man, Chicago has more people in it than the entire state of Iowa. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, <laughs> like we're, we're out here in, it's a sea of corn, you know, like, and so it just, it is, it really jammed us up on that level. Like, yeah, I would love to be help. We would love to be helping each other out and stuff, but like, we don't want to die. You know? Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, or we don't want, you know, it, it's tough, man. And like, and again, who knows, man, next month they might shut everybody down again for six months. And what are, what are we going to do? You know, and I mean, so, it's, it's hard not to be able to yeah, get together and, yeah. you know, chat about stuff. It's just like just in your personal life, you know, there's so many friends that I, I haven't seen for months and months and months. Yeah. And you kind of just get behind on what's going on. And I, yeah. I don't feel like I've seen them for years. You know, I don't yeah. know what's going on yeah. in their and life. Like, I don't know what's new, time has but it's only meaning. been a couple, you know couple months for some friends six months for others yeah. a year on others well that's but that's, just like the disconnect of not being able to to get together at some of these meetings and the, the beer fest and just kind of see what else is yeah. everyone else is doing in like one place and one time well, uh, that's what i that's what i miss about the beer fest is bou- bouncing around and seeing what everybody else is doing and like you know trying to vibe off other people and like it's tough man you know i don't miss standing there handing out four ounces of beer at a time but i do miss like seeing people what they're into and like getting a getting a barometer of the crowd and then like seeing what the other other professionals are up to and what what they're into and what's working for them you know like and i think it's radio silence you know yeah like and and, and, uh riffing off of what alex said too um the perspective you gave us and alex only been here for a year year and a half and i'm like pretty new into it as well so it's like you're you know, now. like you're made man coming you know. into it. It seems very, uh, um, at least for me, it seems like it's almost a little lonely. Like I have the people I yeah. talk to. I talk to Lua far in town. I talk to a few other like Brightside and yeah. five one five and stuff. But, but outside of that, I don't know what, I don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah. I just met you guys today. Yeah. Yeah. You well, guys are great. Like, Love you guys. Yeah. Can't wait to hang out at a festival in 2022. Yeah. But no, you know, I don't. I don't know what you're doing. And I like having those dialogues open. Yeah, and and, that, and that's what at least the beer fest was like a place to like catch up. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like I don't. I look. I'm raising two kids by myself, man. I don't have time to to to, to go around and and try other breweries and stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. no. My absolutely. weekend without the kids is uh, laundry <clears throat> and dishes. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't have, mm-hmm. I don't have that. And so it, it, that used to be the, those times where we could see each other, and like even the even the guild meetings was a was a good time to like bounce stuff off other people. And like, yeah, now we're doing them on the phone. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and it, you bring in, you bring a six pack of your good stuff, and you and you drink some beers, and you and bounce stuff off other people, and like yeah, what's I mean, working, that, what's it, not you know, working. Yeah, all, the the sharing of beers and sharing of ideas. I mean, it does push push you to yeah, think pushes of some innovation. new stuff. You know, oh man, I had this beer. We should try something similar to that so it does kind of like push you to be better in a sense when you you know but it's not it's never felt like a competition but like yeah. just the camaraderie of everyone supporting each other but again yeah. like to be able to push each other to like do new things and yeah. you know if if a brewery is killing it with this like if you can kind of do your thing and kind of a, a nod to them and you know just saying like yeah this is great what you guys are doing mm-hmm. this is our little spin on it and like yeah just to me yeah, that 
That's we're far enough point. apart. We're not poaching each other's customers. Yeah, you know, right. That's what's for different sure. about Chicago is like <laughs> you guys are all up on top of each other. So and I, I imagine it's more competitive. Yeah. Here, here we're like, who cares if someone wants to drive an hour away to have their beer? Good for you, I was man. Gonna say, we're going to be here anyway. You yeah. Know, so like, you know, like, that's what I am impressed yeah. about. Like, if we're, you know, talking about a positive still, even during this uh, pandemic and stuff, it's like, you know, it's, it's not hard to send an email. Yeah. And when, as a personal anecdote, when I was developing like a seltzer, you know, I reached out to some brewers. They reached back to me, and like yeah. they were able, they yeah. were like, "Let's yeah. have a dialogue. Let's talk about yeah. this." You know, I'm completely open because, like you're saying, it's like we're close enough that we're friends, but we're far enough away that we're not poaching people. Yeah, yeah. And it's more collaboration than it's competition. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're, we're yeah, it, it, we're far enough apart that it's not, it's not actual competition. And there's plenty of room for for people to to, to enjoy everybody else's yeah. brewery too. You know. It's just, it's, it's really been weird. This is, it's just been a weird time for everybody, you know, about everything, you know, <laughs> but I wish we could get back into that. You know, I would love to have these guys out here and like X brewery, Y brewery, you know, we're good friends with them. Well, why don't we start right now by, by trying a, an uh, Iowa beer. Yes. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, this one yeah. was sent to us by our, 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 the sponsors of the episode, Kelowna Brewing Company out in Kelowna, yeah. Iowa. Yeah. So. Let's give the Kelowna Classic Light Lager a try. How about Heck it? Yeah. Let's I do like it. it. I like it. I'm excited to, to drink this beer, and I just want to shout out uh, last time, last March, right before the shutdown, uh, me, my fiance, and some of our friends actually went to Kelowna. I'm going to hand you the Nice. Beer. Had dinner there, had a bunch of their beer. Their hazy is delicious. Um, and it was really cool going down there. I've seen their cans in uh, High B all the time. Beautiful yeah. building. Kelowna beautiful. Brewing Company oh, opened fantastic. In, uh, yeah. in, in 2013, and... Uh, you know, Kelowna being a historically Amish and Mennonite country mm-hmm. uh, and continues to be so, there was, I, I believe, a lot of speculation from the local community about how a brewery would coexist with the rest of the area. Yeah. So, yeah. but, you know, here we are. Uh, so we're drinking, okay, so. This is their light lager. This is the, the Kelowna, Kelowna Classic. Classic, guys. Kelowna Classic, 4.1% ABV light lager. This is Kelowna Brewing Company's. Most popular beer sold year-round yeah. in cans and yeah. kegs. This Cheers beer was born after the brewery opened in 2013, and locals were asking for their favorite big brand light lager. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Yeah, and I do know uh, at places, that at least I know, it's usually the number one seller. Iowa Tap Room, whenever it's on, mm-hmm. it's yeah. always the uh, number one go-to. Albea did really well, too. Yeah. Yeah. We also had their blueberry um, wheat on once, and we, uh, a half barrel, and we uh, sold through it in one day. Oh, oh my god! Because we used to do samples of it, oh, yeah. and Joe T, the bartender at Shop, left the tap going. <laughs> oh no! Through a, a whole keg, and so oh. that's how we went through it. Oh, oh. they're gonna love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. oh. Uh, the Kelowna Classic Light Lager is the craft version of a full-flavored, clean, light-bodied, and is dang delicious. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Jesse from Southeast Iowa who coined the phrase dang delicious and is the star of Kelowna's uh, new uh, classic video campaign. So yeah. Oh, I need to yeah. see that. Heck Thank yeah. you, Kelowna Brewing Heck Company, yeah. for, for sponsoring sure. this for episode. Sure. And it, it's, you know, it, it's risky to, like... To brew these ones because nobody, yep. rev- like I said, nobody reviews them, you know. But hey, man, it's beer, it's good, 
what do you want? Like, right. You know, well, it's weird delicious. too. So even before I moved to Iowa, I have a weird connection with Kelowna Brewing Company. I worked at Brickstone Brewing Company in Bourbon, Illinois. Uh, and when I started there in 2015, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, like our, our boy Lou Brewer, our boy Lou Brewer, Lou Brewer. And I keep hearing this name, Lou Brewer. And I'm like, who is this Lou Brewer gentleman? Um, and they were like, oh, he's from Kelowna Brewing Company in Kelowna, Iowa, which is not far from Kelowna with a C, Illinois. Oh, <laughs> it's literally right. like 20 miles apart, if, I, right. if I recall. But Lou Brewer, yes, that's his real name, was the founding brewer um, and uh, a dedicated resident of Kelowna, Iowa. Uh, and he had done some collaborations with Brickstone back in the day, early, early days of Brickstone, which opened in 2006. So okay. this is nice. this weird, weird thing. So, you know, when I moved out here yeah. and uh, met Christina from Kelowna and, 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 nice. and tried their beer, I was like, this is uh, yeah. kind of kismet. So thank you so much, Kelowna, for sponsoring yeah, for this sure, episode. Man. And if you're ever out in Kelowna, go visit them at 405 B Avenue right there in Kelowna, Iowa. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelowna. Yeah, appreciate also, it. Also, your dinner is fantastic. Yeah. So, and one of their rep is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He dropped <laughs> nice, off beer nice. the other day. And he he wasn't able to hang out, but he, he like gave me the six pack. He's like, I gotta go, and I was like, Fuck, I want to talk. But he had to, he had to leave. Really oh, quickly. he's so kind. Yeah. So I th- see. I think Kelowna is a great example of 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 the differences of Iowa beer because I think you think yeah. about Iowa, yeah. you have. Um, let's call out the, the the big areas. You have your Ames, which is a more populous area. You have Des Moines, which is yeah. a populous mm-hmm. area. You have Iowa City. Yep. yep. Uh, and Kelowna, being just outside of Iowa City, <clears throat> you know, is one of those f- small farming communities, Amish Mennonite communities. And I think there's a lot of that in Iowa. Um, you know, compared to and, and you look at the nation and you look at most breweries and a lot of breweries are are in the uh, more populated areas. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. But I think Iowa's different because you look at uh, there's no such thing X Y Z small <laughs> town and there's there's a brewery there and I yeah. think that's what really sets it apart and there's people there that are that are that are supporting this town uh, with that brewery and, uh-huh. and and just trying to pump out good quality beer and and that's you know on the Vorloff Hour those are the people we want to talk to you know we want to hit our, our definitely our friends in the the more populated areas but we also want to talk to these folks that are. And, you know, northeast, northwest uh, Iowa small town and see what they're doing. Because yeah. their their perception of being a business owner and a brewer is yeah. completely different than ours in Des Moines, any of the three of us, yeah. uh, the hosts of the show, mm-hmm. or even you guys being out here in Ames. Because even though it's a smaller town that yeah, you're in. Yeah, we're in the backwaters of a bigger city. You have the bigger right, city, right, but right. also you have the university, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iowa State University. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Go Hawkeye. I swear to go, God. Go, go swear to God. But you're right. Like. Uh, uh, any brewery in a big city has got more in common with the the, the, the small town breweries that are the ma- vast majority of our breweries. And and know? the crazy thing is, even with us just hitting just over a hundred, you know, not even one hundred ten, we're still below the level of pre-prohibition yeah. breweries yeah. in Iowa. Yeah. There was yeah. like I think one hundred thirty to one hundred forty <laughs> breweries in Iowa before prohibition, and. I, I mean, it's exciting to see these new businesses open. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it really reminds me of, like, you know, if you want to, like, Germany, Bavaria, stuff like that, where, like, every small town had a brewery, yeah. and they supplied yeah. the beer for that community. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you see a lot of it going on nowadays, and, and you talked about pro, pre, pre-prohibition. We talked about it before we went on air, too, is, you know, pre-prohibition, there was, you know, it, it was only about two years ago. We hit about just under 5,000 breweries. Yeah. When America hit 5,000 breweries again two, three years ago, 
was finally hitting pre-prohibition numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was mm-hmm. 5,000 breweries, let's just yeah. use that number, before prohibition shut down. And that takes it back to this own premise that we have now. You know, your places like Lua, uh, and let's exclude brew pubs, but, you know, just specifically. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, let's look at a Lua right now, where you guys are, you're not distributing beer uh, uh, too far. You know, all of your beer sales are in your neighborhood. So that Sherman Hill district, uh, you guys are really uh, supplying historic Sherman Hill. Historic Sherman Hill's first brewery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One year And longest running. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you guys are supporting that that neighborhood. Um, And then, you know, you go a neighborhood or two over and you have other breweries you have. Your peace trees downtown. You have your court mm-hmm. avenues downtown. That, exile, you got yeah, exiles, yeah. yeah exile. You know, you got <clears throat> that have been around forever in those neighborhoods, supporting those neighborhoods. And I think that's where me and, and you guys can speak to this too. I think that's where brewing is going back to. With you know, you look at we're at eighty two hundred breweries in the nation, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's a lot. But I think so it's, we're only going to get more people. In this exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you, you look at the per capita and, and per person, it's. Yeah. Not that many mean of, yeah. of drinking age. Yeah. A lot of people retiring. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think yeah. A, a big thing to talk about too, or not a big thing, but I mean a, a relevant topic too, yes. is that pre-prohibition, you know, they didn't have Tavuer. They didn't have Beer Advocate yeah. or Untapped where like, you know what, if you traveled 100 miles, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't know yeah. that there was Black Hawk yeah. up in wherever the hell it was back in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, same thing with why is there Mexican lager? Because they invented refrigeration, man. Like there was all of a sudden Germans could move to Mexico City with a refrigerator and make the lager they made in Bavaria. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, like, what's you know what's a, what's a Mexican lager? It's just a lager through Germany that just happened to take a little stop in, in Mexico. So yeah, it was like, <laughs> but you know we didn't yeah. have that sort of like distribution model, yeah. or we yeah. didn't have um, yeah. that. But now people. you can look on Untapped and yeah. you can see Alluvial, Barntown, Lua. Yeah. Court Avenue, like you can look and find those things there. You yeah. can get the exact yeah. address. You can see yeah. their tap list live. Yeah, and that's what and you can trade with people, right? You can look through the mail and be like, "Hey, man, I really want some Barn Town cans." Yeah, you can yeah. find a guy that's gonna do that for you. But yeah. back then, yeah. you know, you couldn't hit someone up. Yeah. Be like, "Hey, man, can you get some uh, some bottles of yeah. like uh, I don't know Anheuser? <laughs> what they're still in St. Louis, right? Yeah. I'm in New York or whatever the hell." Yeah, like, let, me, let me send a horse and carriage <laughs> down that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let me yeah. find some yingling. I'll put it in yeah. a bucket, and I will hope it's not spoiled by the time it gets to you in three weeks. Yeah. You know? yeah. I but, think, yeah, I think for you know for for Iowa specifically, just how many small towns there are, and you know we've struggled for a long time of these small towns kind of drying up here and there. And I think it's great to have a little bit of life injected into one hundred percent. You know, it's like it's it's providing a a place for people to kind of ha- to. To, to uh, you know, you want to know your your community and stuff. And again, with all these places kind of drying up, like it's super important. Absolutely, for every every town to have something a place like this. You know. Yeah, and absolutely, and and having you know, alcohol is a social lubricator. Yeah. Yeah. So like being able to produce beer in a town that was previously you know lacking a little bit of that culture. Big yeah. box stores come in. Yeah. You know, we can talk about that too, but like just the general notion of like having these chains come in, mm-hmm. but then you have someone who was in a part of your community. Maybe you guys were part of, you know, a homebrew club together yeah. and they open up a spot. You're going to, you're going to enjoy that. You're going to go yeah. there yeah. and you're going to celebrate that. And that's what Iowa beer is totally. Yeah. And that we're celebrating all these people who were part of our communities creating this fantastic drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
Sorry, right. I imbibed a little too no, much there. No, it brings people together, man. And, uh, you know, every, every town needs a watering hole. And do you want your watering exactly. hole brought to you by Amazon? Or do you want it brought to you by people that came up there? You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and so that's what the, the soup, these really small towns and their breweries, you know, even if they don't have a hook, they're going to, it's going to be still a place of, of congregation, which is great, mm-hmm. you know. Like it adds value to the to the town for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like I'm so stoked we're on it, the open flame, even though. <laughs> yeah. So, man, it's 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 been a good day. If you guys, what do you guys got coming up soon? Like, where, what what do you got? Do you got any new beers coming out? Well, uh, we got a. I know our, you said our, you were sponsoring some stuff coming up in February. Yeah, Tell yeah, us about yeah. it well, real our, quick. Our, our, ca- our canning machine should should be here very soon. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. and that's the game changer. What so are you been doing? Mobile canning, right? Yeah, we've been doing mobile canning, and like it was, it was. Uh, we built these new bathrooms, which was going to expand our seating, and then we built the stage, which was killing it. I tried, I, dropped, I almost dropped a swear, but we were killing it with the new stage for the six weeks before the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, oh. which was the harbinger. <laughs> which was the end of the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, so we were really set up for doing what we were doing. And then, uh, what do you know, <laughs> you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And uh, Thanks a lot, Joe Montana. Yeah, right? Right? Well, th- Where are we on well, that one? I think it was <laughs> – so you know we we hadn't really planned on getting this canning machine quite yeah, as soon as we no. as we did, but as soon as COVID happened, you know I think within pulled the trigger a month or two, mm-hmm. our, our model our changed. Model was you know, it was like pretty much before I, you know, eighty five percent of our sales were in the tap room. We were killing so, it in the tap room. You know, once yeah, once COVID hit and damn, yeah, it just it made us try to. I don't know. I guess we we responded with with this, and you know, it took it took a lot longer than it was going to, but yeah, yeah it should be here within the next. Well, couple of weeks. they're not they're not cheap. We so. got the, no, well, the gosling from yeah, Wild yeah. Goose. It's, it's the which one? The Wild Goose. Two fifty. Two fifty. The gosling. Oh, the gosling. Oh. Yeah. And you guys are uh, you said you're only canning barley wine for the next year. <laughs> barley wines yeah, and barrel aged wine. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's but, it. Well, you know, I think that's it's gonna you know we're gonna be you know. Figuring this canning machine out for yeah. a month or so, and then, you know, also kind of looking at where we want to go with the cans and Are stuff. Are you guys so going to try to, um, like, further distribution? Like, no. do you want to get into... Well, not, I think, you know, not, if, not really. if you, I would say, you know, again, from the beginning, if you trace back to when we started, you know, our, our, our vision for the place was try to bring people out here. And mm-hmm. that was kind of our yeah. mystique, you know, when we first started, it was... You kind of had to go there to get it. Yeah, we sure. we have our tap, absolutely we have our taps, you know, in Des Moines and Ames. Yeah, um, but really outside of that, it's there's you know, I think that, probably fifteen maybe between Des Moines and Ames and mm-hmm. a couple of random ones here and there. But our again, our model was always to have you come out here and yeah. to we call to it experiences. The, we called it the treehouse model. So like, like the the we've had the mobile canning guys come in, and that's been a damn lifesaver. But, you know, it might take us twice as long to can these up because we're getting this little baby canning line. But if we only sell it here, then you have to come out here. You buy a four-pack. You have a couple beers. You enjoy the this beautiful surroundings, you know. 
and then you buy another four pack, and then it's you know. It's a bottle. Yeah, right. A, a bike tube. <laughs> yeah. You don't have one. You get yourself a patch kit. For it's your a, bike. It's I, 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 might, I might get a bike. I better pick up a bike tube or two. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I think that's a, that's a quite. It's it's just hard to know where it's going to go. You know. Support your local brewery by buying a bike tube. Well, that, yeah, but, yeah, but like also like I don't know about like loading beer onto a, a loading canned beer onto a semi. Like if that guy takes a smoke break when it's ninety degrees out, you know I, I don't know you lose control of your beer as soon as it leaves. Absolutely, your it leaves, it absolutely. Leaves, it leaves, as soon as it leaves your line of sight, who knows? Coming, know? coming as a dist, uh, uh, mainly production and distribution yeah. brewer, it's yeah. it is there is that uh, that scare you get, but that's when you try to partner with the right sure the right companies, right? And it's definitely a, it's a it's a fucking but, whole different ball game but, from but being he, a like I, a pub brewer almost yeah. to well, well, anything like, else I, you saw then when, when we named what canning line we're getting you're like hey weak it's lame it's no small. no it's i said small. yeah it's, it's wild goose bro it's small it's small it's small i think it's but, 10 10 10 to 12 cans a minute uh, yeah you know, it's, you know but that's still we, pretty good but huh. it's better than zero cans a minute was what yeah we're exactly now, you know? But, but hey, if you guys want to save some money, I got a I got a Blickman beer gun. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're using now. You guys can borrow the bottling stuff. That's good. But I'm saying we we roll a pallet in here and we say, hey, today Lantra's for sale, you know, and then you know mask up, come buy some Lantra. Hopefully, that'll get us through this. Which I'm drinking right now, by the way, and it's delicious. <laughs> it's very good. We haven't really talked up alluvial beer. That's fine. Too that's much, fine. but I think people <laughs> need to need to know though you just come out know that we got the classics and then we got the weird stuff we got the we scotch ale well the you know mention it like the, the for new stuff the, the canning machine but then the wild sour yeah yeah program. The wild sour i'm really excited be about huge. we got we got all the we got all the open fermenters and stuff like cool ships yeah basically nice they're uh, uh cool ships are cool shit man yeah yeah and so then we're right next to a uh, a grape orchard so Hopefully it'll be. Uh, I'll get some uh, of that must. Yeah, or they're just in the uh, microflora and stuff coming mm-hmm. in. So that's going to be the new game, and we got the t- the two the high tunnel. So we're going to be growing some fruit of our own local uh, blackberry, black raspberries, basically. Are you guys going to mess around with the uh, aronia berries? <laughs> well, hey man, we. <laughs> the, it's very much a Midwest thing, right? We get knocked on. About oh, once no. a week during the growing season it's for people trying to sell aronia berries. <laughs> really? We, we've used them a few times in the past yeah, for some we, sours. They've been stuff, great. Those sours are awesome. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Aronia Berryard, I think, was that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jose Plum Seco. That's all I got Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, who is it? It's Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> or what was it? Ruble. Ruble. Ruble Strawberry. Hi- Hippolito Pichardo. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was my favorite. That's. I just laugh every time I hear. You guys, hey, seriously, thank you guys for letting us come out here and take over your tap room and just shoot the shit with us. This has been great. You know, the point of the Vorloff Hour is to be a collaborative roundtable with brewers and industry leaders to 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 promote and 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 show people why Iowa beer is rad, right? And I think I think we started off pretty good. Yeah. So. Uh, Elliot, Petey, thank you guys so much. Yeah, you guys can you guys. find. Thanks uh, for having us, man. Can you, can you guys? Do you guys want to shout out your social media? Yeah, I was saying if you can give us that. Do you, do you know it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's at Alluvial Brewing for for everything. So. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome guys. Yeah, 
come up here. Um, you guys have uh, different hours in the winter time, I'm assuming, than the summertime. No, it's, it's, uh, well, they're tweaked a little <laughs> bit with COVID, but they're uh, they're updated online everywhere. Awesome. Check them out www.alluvialbrewing.com new website coming soon new, new website, website coming yeah. soon yeah. it's a very craigslist please yeah. check out their uh, about me about it's us. great it's great <laughs> a lot of, lot of frank, frank zappa, zappa doesn't work yeah. uh pd elliot thank you guys so much thank you guys thanks, hey, thanks for having I just, us man and i just want to say as a personal recommendation please get the orange lazarus when yes. you come up here yes. that stuff is fantastic good, and good. get a four pack too because you're going to want to share it with your friends and your family. It's really good. It's a good sell. I appreciate it, man. appreciate it. No, I, I, I love that beer. And also yeah. get the Scotch ale. The Scourge ale. Yes. Scottish with no I ale. This has been a great day. Thank you guys for listening to the very first episode of the Vorloff Hour podcast. Thank you. Once again, thank you for Kelowna Brewing Company. Fuck yes. me. Kelowna Brewing Company for sponsoring this episode. Oh, thank you for the Iowa Brewers Guild for making it happen. Pete Holmgren, James Heckathorn, and Alex Lovingood for the hosts. Signing off. What are those names or something, huh? Those are, we, got, we got a pretty good list <laughs> of names good, here. So. Yes. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time.